have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Wait now, wait till you hit record. All right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Dork Trek. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. Who are Hello. you? Pe- who are you people? Hi, I'm Jenny. Lieutenant Commander Zell, if you will. Yeah. And I'm Dennis Ducat. Oh, <laughs> Dennis Ducat. That's my man's in them. Like, why would people still refer to him as Gaul Ducat if he wasn't Gaul? Isn't Gaul like a military ranking? It's not yeah, his first like name. Captain. Yeah, so like, why Maybe would people... like Captain and Tennille. He's, he's Daryl Dragon. <laughs> his real name is Daryl Ducat. All right, all right. But everybody just calls him Gaul. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. His name is Dragon, Ducat Dragon. He's like, no, no, call me Captain. Like, dude, it's Dragon. It's so much cooler. No, no, no. Call me Captain. But yeah, so um, this week we're, we are reviewing By Inferno's Light, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All right. Sure. I don't pay attention to titles. I try to. I try my best. It's hard. The one where Limbo comes to Earth and... Uh... Madeline Pryor turns into the Goblin Queen. Yes, something like that. And then uh, Zool shows up. Reference. Yes, Zool shows up. And then the one thing I will say um, is some of the Deep Space Nine titles are just so... Pretentious? So so annoying and pretentious, yes. I was going to say highbrow, but pretentious may be a little accurate. Like, it's just just ridiculous. Like, the way they just go overboard with titles. But I got to tell you... This might be my favorite Deep Space Nine episode up until this point. <laughs> That's what you said last week. I know. <laughs> I'd already seen the two-parter because I caught it on TV and I watched I watched them in back-to-back nights. I made sure I remembered like, oh my God, that episode, that first episode was killer. I got to watch the second one. So I watched them back-to-back uh, night by night and it was fucking Awesome. I feel like I should have watched them back to back. I'm probably going to go back and watch this one again just because it was fantastic. You mean War Fight Club? Yes. <laughs> they, they should do a Fathom event of this. Yeah. Ooh. I would totally watch that. I mean, it's such it's such a great episode. I mean, it's just balls to the walls. Like, this changes the whole series. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the turning point of the series. Like yeah. before you thought everything else was like, oh, okay, this is what the series is, blah, 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 blah. Nah, and they're like, man, we were just setting you motherfuckers up. We're going we gonna to drop the bomb on you. That's and right. they essentially dropped the bomb on you in this episode, like the first like four minutes in. They like dropped bef- the bomb right in our sun. Like, yeah, right before <laughs> the credits, they dropped the bomb on you. You're talking about the bomb at the end of the episode, but this is the bomb at the beginning of the episode where like all the ships come in from the Gamma Quadrant and then all the ships from Deep Space Nine go out to attack them and they're just kind of sitting there staring at each other all the ships from ds9 is like Like six of them yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's like the defiant a runabout a a car missing a wheel uh, a shopping (laughs) cart and Uh, a a tricycle uh, a tub (laughs) (laughs) rubber ducky yeah and then the shuttle from airplane (laughs) to And then Gold Ducat ship, and they're just kind of staring there, sitting at each other, waiting for somebody to blink. And I'll tell you this, um, I don't know what they taught Miles O'Brien, but cowardice is definitely right up there. Like, he is the A number one, like, yellow-bellied, like, coward. Just all the way, dude, Uh all the way. It's ridiculous. Run for it! I wish they would just leave us. I just had a baby, man. I just had a baby. I can't deal with this. <laughs> it's too much stress. It's too much stress, Daddy. I can't take it no more. Two days for retirement. I just take Keiko. I retire in two days. <laughs> Keiko could have ended this whole conflict. You just just ship her over to one of the fucking Dominion uh-huh. ships. They'd be like, oh my God, this is awful. We don't want any part of this. That would have been great if she would have done like the Princess Leia Mary Poppins move and yeah. flying at the, the Dominion fleet. <laughs> 
And just the sound of her nag to power her. Miles, miles. And they're like, we don't want any <laughs> the part of it. Demodar like, oh. Uh, <laughs> just explode. Blow up the wormhole so we can never come this way again. <laughs> the changelings can't hold their form. Yeah. Whatever's over here, it's clearly not worth it. <laughs> not too many scenes with Changeling Odo and Keiko together, you notice. Yeah, because uh-huh. they don't like each other, Jack. Yeah, because her voice is at the perfect frequency to just break their molecules apart. No, I heard that she... The changelings are prejudiced against Japanese people. That's why. <laughs> because of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they be. Yeah, they don't be liking them. They call them all kinds of terrible ethnic slurs that I won't say. Yeah, I heard the uh, the founders were all over Facebook after that earthquake in 2011. Yeah, they were all like, "Yeah, take that." That's what you get. That's what <laughs> they're not a fan of the Japanese. That's just what I heard. That that's a rumor. I read that in that book. Yeah. Star Trek book that the, the changelings don't like the Japanese. Everybody's like, uh, Ronald, are you sure about this? <laughs> yes, we're going with it. They I love Japanese it. porn, though. It's yeah, probably... oh yeah. Well, that's part of the that's part of the perversion, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they, it's forbidden fruit. They want what they can't have. Exactly. You know. <laughs> but Gold Ducat drops the bomb on him. He's like, yeah. Um, I'm not, because I guess Gold Ducat's ship goes after the Dominion fleet. And then uh, Nerys brings him up on the fucking horn. And she's like, hey, man, don't try to be here. And he's like, no, son, it ain't like that. I just joined the NWO for <laughs> life. This is, this is like a, a heel turn in wrestling. Yeah, he totally did a heel <laughs> turn. It was awesome. Gold Ducat, Gold Ducat just joined the NWO. He yeah. hit. He just, yeah, he just smashed uh, Cisco in the back with a steel chair. Yep, and then spray painted fucking Dominion on his back for life. <laughs> and then the, then the Jimi Hendrix music kicked in and he started playing his fake guitar. Yeah. And they just closed, like, uh, the shot is Cisco <laughs> laying on the mat and, like, uh, Gold Ducat and Vidar <laughs> just, like, flexing over him. Now, 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 now. <laughs> just improved this this episode it was already perfect it just made it even better the whole crowd's booing boo now i gotta watch smackdown <laughs> yeah i gotta watch i gotta watch thunder to see what happens next i'll see you at wrestlemania that's right they're setting it up for wrestlemania no, see you guys are talking old i'm talking old wcw versus nwo you guys are talking about wwf nwo which was not as good jenny do you have the do you have the 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 network yes, yes do yourself do a favor and go back and watch some of those old wcw's the nitros some of them are pretty shitty but like the main, the main, I'm telling you, they're bad. But the main events and like all the NWO stuff is really, really good. Hulkster can lead you in that direction. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll converse with Justin about this. Yeah, because I just went back and watched like WrestleMania 30 or something uh-huh. the other day. It was kind of fantastic. Yeah, WrestleMania. Like, what is the best one? They say WrestleMania 17. They everybody would be not too long ago, right? Yeah, because yeah, think they're like what 35, like 2015 now? or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I want to say it's WrestleMania 17 that everyone says is the best one ever. Mm, Got to make a list. That would be we'll catch up. 2002. Do yourself a favor, Jenny. Watch. Um, there's a really great WrestleMania. It's main evented by Sid uh, Justice and Hulk Hogan, but don't watch that match. Like <laughs> the, 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 the real main event was supposed to be Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage, and they have a match of the ages in that one. I want to say it's like WrestleMania nine or something. And it's, how much blood is in that? It is fucking nuts. Like they go for what feels like an hour. It's awesome. And then the main event is Hogan and Sid justice, which is 10 minutes of boring, boring shit. But the Ric Flair, Randy Savage match is amazing. Nice. Nice. Now that you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. I got to catch up. I missed like 30 years of wrestling. <laughs> it's pretty much all the same. <laughs> well yeah but you know you just watch like, people get old and sad yeah <laughs> dude i mean like i was reading something because i guess like all this stuff is coming out about um tucker carlson about how he used to like call in shock jock radio shows did you see any of this stuff bubba, no love sponge yes T- tucker carlson used to call in this radio show called bubba the love sponge way back in the day and um 
I guess Bob the Love Sponge was like a shock jock in Tampa who was on Sirius for a while. And like him and Hulk Hogan were super tight. Like they were boys, like they were BFFs. Um, apparently Hulk Hogan fucked his wife and like Bubba the Love Sponge taped it. And that's the, that's the sex tape. That oh. kind of, that's Hogan's humping his wife. That was the best man at his wedding. That is the, like the godfather to his son is humping his old lady. The Love Sponge really has a proclivity for filming people dropping uh, like racial slurs. Then. Yeah. Cause he got, what's his name too? Yeah. Tucker he got Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Hogan and Tucker Carlson. But yeah, so that's why, because I kind of fell down above the Love Sponge rabbit hole um, recently because of all that Tucker Carlson stuff. And I was like, it's just so odd. But um, but yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Hogan fucked his old lady and like they videotaped. <laughs> all right. So WrestleMania V1, WrestleMania three. Space Nine. So that's WrestleMania 8 you want to watch. Okay. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. It's like the mid-card match. And Mr. Perfect's there, too. It's 18 minutes of fun. Man, it's a good-ass match. 18 minutes? Yeah. But it feels like an hour. <laughs> Dude, it feels like fucking forever because it's just such a – so many things happen. It's wonderful. It's the longest match on the card by at least seven minutes. Because, I mean, wow. 10, 10, 10, 6, 13, 6, 18, 4, 8, 1, 12. Now, I've only been watching for, like, the past couple of years, I guess. Uh, WrestleMania now is, like, a six-hour event or something yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think that uh, they were just saying on uh, WrestlePals, actually, I was listening before I jumped on here, um, that there's, like, 17 matches yeah. on this one. And it's, like, why do you need that much? Just it's like 10 years <laughs> it's long. ridiculous. There's so many fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> they got to get 50 people on the show, so... Mm. 17 matches is 30 at least 34 people but then you got tag team matches probably mm-hmm. and some kind of six-way battle mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah it's really long so was it was it like that back in the day too or was it like a more reasonable like it was three like, hours or something it was like three hours long i mean that's like every monday now is freaking three hours yeah it's, it's a bit much yeah and then um What's it called? Dummies won't change the channel. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to. I remember back in the day, like when it was WCW versus WWF, like me and my sister lived in Richmond at the time and we would have one station on WWF and one station on WCW. And like, we would just walk back and forth between the rooms to see which one was better. Like that's what it did. We would just leave one on and like, we would watch something because like all of our rooms were the living room and the two bedrooms were connected by doors. So you could just walk across, Uh you know? So we would just kind of turn on the TV in the living room and in my sister's room and it would be like, all right, this match sucks. What's going on in there? And like, Oh, this is cool. Check it out. So she would walk in and it was awesome. Yeah. But let me um, me check something real quick. WrestleMania 17. Eric Bischoff did not write this episode of DS nine. He did not. Are you sure? Yeah. It sure felt like it. Sure. Unless, unless his pen name is uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But yeah, dude. Um, so Gold Ducat switches allegiances and now the whole Cardassian Empire is now part of the Dominion. So this changes the whole scope of... Gold Ducat's the boss. Yeah, of this show. Like everything now is completely different. And then we go to the prison and it's fucking War Fight Club. It is pretty awesome. Dude, uh-huh. it's like, this episode is so fucking amazing. Like, Worf is just dropping all the hot one-liners on you, and like, today is a good day to die. <laughs> and, like, he's just like, fuck you, you guys. Yeah, it's just so awesome. Like, I love this episode, dude. It's so good. And there's so much, like, Gold Ducat make Cardassia great again stuff coming on from here. Yes. It's wonderful. Like, this whole episode. It basically is- says that. Yeah, yeah. Says make Cardassia something again. And make Cardassia strong again. He says it at the end of the episode. I think the one thing that was distracting me in that scene, I think it was that scene anyway, the, the makeup is still kind of off in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. And it was like, you can see like where the, the prosthetic didn't even get stuck down to his skin all the way, like right <laughs> under his eye. And it's like kind of, it's like kind of just raised. And it, then you can see like his, his normal skin colors right there. And I'm like, I know, like I try to remember like this was 25 years ago or whatever. And it's like, you know, 
people couldn't tell on yeah. little TVs with shitty uh, antenna connections and stuff. But you know, I don't know. I'm waiting for that the HD upgrade for for Deep Space Nine. It's never going to happen. One of the things I did like too, because it was the same scene, was like Gold Ducat was sitting at his desk talking to. Um, to Cisco and then something made him mad and he stood up and the camera followed him. And I was like, there's no way that worked unless he moved the camera himself. Mm -hmm. Unless he's that dramatic about it or that's the way it works in the future. But yeah, he stands up and the camera pans up with him. I'm like, nah, son, (laughs) that should be at his chest right now. Like that's, that's not, we Mm -hmm. don't have that technology. That AI baby. (laughs) Alexa, follow me. Alexa, follow my face. Follow my weird snake neck. Go Alexa. (laughs) Captain Alexa. I hope everybody's Alexas are just getting triggered right now. Just all over the, all over the place as you listen to, the, to this podcast. I'm fucking triggered. I would right say now. who listens to this podcast without headphones, but Drew Moss did say, he told me one time he was going through a drive-thru and he was <laughs> listening to it in the car. And the people at the drive-thru were like, what is going on in that car? <laughs> Not a good idea, man. God's name is happening in you sick son of a bitch. And we were talking about something bad, too. I'm sure we were. That's what we always do. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of our thing. Yeah. I mean, even for us, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> our very high standards. We do. We have very high standards. It's true. Filth. consistently fail to meet them. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we can only try so hard. You know? I mean, come on. Give us a break here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't be dicks. Just yeah, how long it took me to put my son to sleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Cut me some slack. Well, at least you're smart enough and you don't lay down with him. That's the that's the kiss of death. My wife does that sometimes. Yeah, and you probably don't see her again until the next morning. Well, I just go in there after like five minutes and just scoop him up. Oh, your son or your wife? I, yeah, my wife. I scoop her up. <laughs> <laughs> they lay down in our bed and then uh... when they fall asleep, I transport transplant them even that's dangerous though because he might wake up how old's your boy now he's four yeah i mean that's still dangerous four wow that's crazy when is he gonna start school and stuff he's this is what's fucked up is his birthday Uh, is october 1st which is one day late so he was literally born eight hours and 13 minutes (laughs) oh man school this year that sucks so he's but he'll have to they have like their early education Uh uh-huh stuff like i guess pre-k or whatever for newport news so oh, that's cool go to that this that's year. awesome yeah <clears throat> i've been trying to see i've been on uh, memory alpha for this episode to see if there are any production uh notes or anything like that because i just get the feeling that they had they did so much in these last two episodes they just didn't have time to get all Dude. the makeup and stuff right i mean they you don't like, the romulan prisoners that are in that camp uh-huh. like they're Romulan because they say they were. Like, if you yeah. look at them, you're like, those guys ain't Romulan. They give them weird shoulder pads and, like, you guys are Romulan now. Like, yeah. are we? Like, where do we have makeup on? Like, just do it and be quiet. Like they didn't have any Romulan wigs. They're like, just wear this. Yeah. <laughs> just put on the sonar wig. <laughs> and, like, dishevel it a little. Yeah, yeah. Cause you've been in here. So you're, you haven't been taking care of your shit. So you're yeah, a little. Yeah, that's the thing. Your bowl cut's a little busted right now. <laughs> a little grown out in the back because that's what happens when you don't maintain a bowl cut they're not letting you do that romulan with a mullet (laughs) billy ray romulan (laughs) (laughs) breaky tashiar (laughs) don't tell tashar my achy breaky tashiar i just (laughs) don't think they'd understand and if you tell tashiar my achy breaky tashiar they They definitely will kill this man (laughs) <laughs> but yeah um so yeah but it's just i mean there's i don't want to say there's not a lot to the episode because there really isn't there's too much like the whole thing with garrick and like he's trying to fix the or reprogram the communicator into a transporter or yeah. a transporter on the runabout yes it seemed like a strange thing that they'd be able to have access to that from like the prisoner area. What's, what's even more strange is that the Jem Hadar just left the runabout 
orbiting around the prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't get that either. But whatever, it, it worked. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It was, it was fishy. I see. I thought they were trying to, the first time I saw it, I thought they were trying to, like, send a signal to get a runabout to them. Yeah. Which would have made more sense. But no, there's uh-huh. just a runabout, like, idling in space. Yeah, I thought like for a second they even like had brought it into like a shuttle bay or something, and I was like, well, how are they going to get it out of the, you know, out of yeah. the station where they're at? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But like, there's so many things like this that don't. It doesn't make sense. But like, as you're watching it, you're like, I don't care. This is everything's great. happening so fast, you can't process it. You yeah, know, right. To understand that, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like your boy is how he's breaking up because he's super claustrophobic, and you know, uh, fucking. Worf is fighting people to the death. I mean, he killed that one guy. Like, uh, at this point, I'm just thinking the plan for the Federation is just send Worf to the fucking Gamma Quadrant. He'll just kill them all with his bare hands because that's what he's doing. He's just beating the shit out of all these dudes. They they could have settled this whole war with a really long WrestleMania match. <laughs> just Worf <laughs> killing everybody. He's just been waiting in the ring. Is that all you got? Yeah. It's like match. Royal Rumble of Jemadar just yeah. keeps coming. Like at the end of Predator 2, where he's like, all right, who's next? Who do you want me to kill next? Today is a good day to die. What does the Jem'Hadar dude say? Victory above all or something? Or victory, I don't know. They said something about victory. That's all I remember. It's like victory is the best or some dumb shit. <laughs> Worf is all like, today is a victory good day. Victory is life. Yeah, victory is life. And then I guess after Worf kills the first guy, he's like, what else you got for me, Chump? Is that the best you can do? I was like, damn, dude, just fucking your shit up. Like, no, he was our weakest fighter, but tomorrow they'll be tougher. And Warp's like, whatever. I'm just going to keep on killing these dudes. Yep. But I guess it, I guess it's fine the, the, because I think it's been established that the Jem Hadar's lives are completely disposable. Like, they're mm-hmm. of no importance. I mean, you have a yeah. crackhead army who you just don't give a shit about. Like, that's perfect, right? Like, how do they how do they lose this war? Is what I'm That's saying. The thing is, even the like the founders don't even respect their own lives. Yeah, because at the end, that one guy is going on a suicide mission, and he's a founder. Like, why would they waste a founder to to do that mission? Well, because I mean, at the end of the day, though, think about what they could achieve from that. I mean, they're essentially blowing up Bajor most of the Klingon fleet, a whole bunch of fucking Federation ships, Deep Space Nine. I mean, you're talking, I mean, hundreds of millions of lives. Just whoosh, you, you would still think that they would send like a Jim Hadar so that they're yeah, not yeah, like yeah. sacrificing one of their own, but I don't know. Like send Especially one of your the way, guys the way out. that the Vorta, you know, worship, the Vorta and the Jim Hadar worship the founders. It's like, why? It, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense that they would send a guy on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those things that, like, it doesn't make sense if you really sit and, like, pick it apart and think about it. But as you're watching it, it's like, yeah, this is great. Blow this shit up. Yeah, it's awesome. don't, whatever. (laughs) Once we knew that it was Changeling Julian and, like, he he stole the runabout or whatever, he should have grown a goatee. No, because then it would have been from the Mirrorverse, and then that would have thrown everybody off. Or evil twins always have the the goatee too yeah but the goatee in star trek is very significant it's the mirror verse because i mean uh-huh. goatee spock you know and they're like oh shit the mirror verse is in on this too we got the terran empire they fucking fight in the, the federation too this is bonkers no this isn't discovery <laughs> not yet i feel like julie wouldn't be able to grow out like any kind of facial hair like he would get like three little hairs and be like look look you like my mustache julian Julian had a little bit um in the in the prison he had a little bit of scruff yeah because the actor in uh, game of thrones he's he's definitely got a he's in game of thrones yeah huh weird oh they kill him a lot of people are in that show briefly (laughs) i know sean bean is in it briefly right Mm -hmm. yeah the first season yeah i didn't know julian was in game of thrones yeah, he's like in season four, I want to say, or something like that. I haven't, I've never seen it. I watched the first season when they killed Sean Bean. I was like, I'm out. Good. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> I love you, Sean Bean. Why must you die all the time? It's great. It's a great show. I've heard it's, I've heard it's wonderful. I heard they toned down a lot of the incest, and, like the incest and stuff, right? Like they kind of... Because wasn't the first season a lot of that, like, brothers sleeping with sisters and weird well, shit? Well, yeah, the very first episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, that's weird. Yeah, the one kid sees them banging, 
and then he gets pushed out the window because he saw it. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. Yeah. You won't tell no one of our weird forbidden love. Isn't there like a dragon or some shit in the show too? Like eventually like a dragon uh-huh. shows up. There's three dragons? Yeah. All right. People Huey, have... oh, that's cool. I, I, that's familiar too, so I can get down with that. Like, do, yeah. they wear, do they wear green, red, and blue respectively? Yes. All right. That's even cooler. Mm-hmm. Yep. I might get back into the show now. Donald Dragon know. makes an appearance. Does he wear pants? No. But does he wear a sailor's hat? Yeah, of course. All right, I'm in. Does Uncle Dragon dive into a big vat of gold coins? Well, dragons always have gold around. So, I mean, I would, pr- I would propose. You would have to. I would propose that theory. One, his number one uh, gold piece. Mm. His, yeah, his number is Lucky Dime. I would propose the theory that Scrooge McDuck is a dragon. Because <laughs> why else would he have that much gold, like, just stored away in a desert? Either a dragon or a dwarf king. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Good that's point. A- that's why he's so short. Yeah, I never thought about that. He does look rather tiny compared to other creatures in the DuckTales universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you get that uh, dragon fever, then it turns you into a duck. Wouldn't it be oh, cool? Howard, duck yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if Scrooge McDuck acquired all of his wealth by slaying a dragon? Like that, that tower that he lived in was a fucking dragon's lair and Scrooge went in there and fucking killed him and took his treasure. It was once Sir Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that would be badass, dude. I'm going to write that. That's I was going to say, that's your next comic book. Yeah, that's going in our, that's going in our D&D game. There's going to be sure a guy. Give him license. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Like, yeah, he killed a dragon. That's how he became fucking, that's how he got all his wealth. That's going in the D&D game, Dennis. You're going to meet a guy who has a giant vault of money that used to belong to a dragon. And it's but, just a dragon skeleton sprawled out in the yeah. money bin. He killed the dragon and took his wealth and swims in it. Welcome to my money bin. <laughs> Man, I want to have a money bin. Uh, I just love DuckTales. Right? I'm not even thinking about the money mm-hmm. bin. I just, enjoy, I just really enjoy DuckTales. Yeah. Have you watched the new, new show that came out like a couple of years ago? Is it good? The re- no, I haven't watched it. So only, only like a couple episodes here or there whenever – my kids stop on it or whatever. It's okay, I guess. The, you know, once you're used to an animation style, though, for mm-hmm. the ducks, like they changed it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for hard for it to click with me. But yeah, I've seen it, and that was the exact thought I had. I was like, you know, I don't know that I could get into watching this show. Like, I could probably watch the old ones just for nostalgia purposes, but I don't know about the new ones. Um, I can't. I felt that way about the Ninja Turtles because I got so used to the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show that was on Nickelodeon from like 2012 to a, oh. maybe last year, like that one. Then they changed it, and I can't get I can't get used to the new turtles because they're all kind of like hulking looking, like don't like what Raphael's all gigantic looking. Uh-huh. And that's weird. I can't. I'm not feeling it. I couldn't get into the 2012 one. So I thought the 2012 one was great. I don't like the animation style. Mm. You like the old style shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Word. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, dude, so Dwarf is just killing Jem Hadar guys one at a time. And while, he, while he's killing them, like, um, your boy is in the wall trying to get this, this fucking signal out or whatever, and, yeah, it's awesome. I like his random thought that he had while he was down there. He's like, you know what? This would be a good torture chamber. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, like, it's, it's it's really kind of a random comment at first. You're just like, oh, that's weird. He really thinks about torture a lot. But then you realize it's a torture chamber for him. Because yeah. They don't, they don't even come out and say he has claustrophobia right away. It just You just kind of eventually figure it out mm-hmm. after he passes out in there. It goes catatonic. Right. It's really good. And I really like the tension of, like, you know, he's got to be down there, but they've got to, like, call him up whenever the guards are coming and that sort of thing. Or, yeah. like, you know, close the thing back up really quick. And, you know, like, they've always got somebody on guard at the door. I just, I love that kind of shit. Yeah, me too. It's, it's really great. It's like Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. With, <laughs> without all the funny Nazis. Yeah. You wacky Nazis. That would have been great to have a, a Jemadar Sergeant Schultz. <laughs> Garrick! <laughs> Julian! The 
The show I is see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the show is just, I mean, it's just so good. I also loved how, like, he thought he was in the clear when they called all the Cardassians and were like, oh, no, you guys are all safe now. You know, you guys can come out of the prison. You know, you're, you're one of us. Yeah. Except for you. Yeah. You yeah. stay. <laughs> Sorry, dickhead. the boss. You know, like shouldn't have banged ass. his daughter. Ooh, yeah, that's probably a no-no. So Goldicott probably sold them out in the first place, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Worf and uh, Garrick are coming out there. This is where they're headed. So. Mm-hmm. Which, like, as soon as I saw this this whole thing go down with him, um, I remembered the last episode where he's like, tell, you know, talking to his daughter, like, "No, you need to get out. You need to get out now." And she's like, "But I gotta wait for him. I gotta wait." Yep, yep I told y'all. And I was like, "Holy shit!" He like he he knew about this all along. Like yeah. that's why he was like, "Get out," not you know just because it's gonna get weird or something. But you're gonna die. <laughs> so. Yeah. At least he's like trying to save his own daughter. He didn't try really hard though, because he could have no. just told her what was going he's on. Like, I got other kids. Yeah, he's like, I got seven other ones. And to be honest with you, you've been kind of a pain in the ass, kid. Like, you got me ostracized from the whole fucking Cardassian Empire. I should have just killed you mm-hmm. when I had the chance, but now I guess I will kind of kill you inadvertently, like accidentally. Just right. Casualty of war, I guess, when that changeling blows up the sun. He just wanted to clear his conscience that he made a passing effort. Look, I tried, to, I tried to get her off the planet, but she didn't come. It's not my fault she got blown up. Mm-hmm. What can you do? may bring, girl, I'll blow up the sun. Someday <laughs> <laughs> you'll find that I'm your dad. <laughs> but tomorrow, my green girl, I'll blow up your son. Yep, leave, leave the planet. You ever heard that song by the Beatles, Blow Up Your Son? No, Dad, it's called Follow the Sun. No, it's, it's called Blow Up the Sun. <laughs> you follow, you get what I'm saying here, kid? Blow Up the Sun, you heard that song? Have you ever heard that Smash Mouth song? Might as well blow up the sun. <laughs> you get what I'm going for? Like, beep, 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 beep. I know, Dad, I don't think this song goes that way. I think it's walking on the sun. Like, nah, nah, nah. You ever heard that song, Blowing Up Sunshine? That's a good one too. Like, Dad, I don't understand. What, where are you going? The sun. <laughs> it's no, it's here comes the sun, Dad. What? Are, what is it with you and the Beatles? Why do you think they sing about exploding suns all the time? The Beatles love singing songs about blowing up the sun. Whatever, kid. The Beatles are Dominion. <laughs> the Beatles are the Dominion, and we are going to blow up the sun. Probably someone's going to tell you this one out of fake clues. Maybe the Beatles were changelings. I mean, anything's possible. It wasn't a British invasion. <laughs> I mean, minion invasion. John was a walrus, so why wouldn't anybody else be a changeling, you know? Possible. Uh-huh. I mean, Paul died. He was replaced by a changeling. Maybe Paul is on this prison planet, and they beamed him up. Maybe he's the Breen who shoots the guys. He's like, oh, I'm going to take that gun from you, Breen, and shoot you in the back. <laughs> for keeping my friends like this. It's not very nice. That's exactly what happened. Paul was a Breen. And he shot him. Paul Breen McCartney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Breen. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not my favorite episode of Dork Trek. <laughs> well, I mean, we all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> it's all right there, man. The clues. Well, Jenny, this is, I mean, we're talking about the Beatles and wrestling. This is kind of. Yes. This episode is just built for you. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. But yeah, so um, uh, Worf just fucking kills everybody, and then eventually he's got to fight the number one dude, the champion. Mm-hmm. And even after like getting his ass kicked for what? Because he fights every day. Like, how many guys does he fight? One guy a day, or are there multiple dudes he fights a day, or like just fighting and fighting? Like eventually, like they were gonna do one a day at first. They're like, you know what? Somebody's got to beat this guy, and they just keep throwing. Jim Madar at him. He just keeps fucking kicking their ass. Like, I wonder how long this goes on for. Because, like, Garrick's in the hole in the wall for, I guess, 35 minutes at a time. So, was War fighting this entire 30 minutes, just beating the shit out of these Jim Hadar dudes? Uh-huh. And he's not even really a Klingon, per se. So, like, think about what, like, a, I mean, a real deal Klingon dude would do. Well, but I guess... 
I don't know, because Worf's a, he's a tough motherfucker because that other guy, like, got his eye cut out and shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't, I think, mean, like, I don't think any other talk. Klingon trains as much as Worf. Yeah, because he's got to, like, pretend real hard to be. It's like the lady who pretended she was black. I guess she probably knew a lot about black people, so it was like a cover. Yeah. Like, she Rachel, knew all the black Rachel shit. Rachel. Yeah, she knew all the black shit because, like, she had to really – so people uh-huh. knew that she was – black like damn you lady you black as fuck you know all that black shit she's like yep i i study her every day like why did you say it like that because that's how we say it what the fuck nami why are you tripping bitch nami like what how black are you like i'm real black lady i know all the black shit because i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all <laughs> that was in cb4 i saw that movie like 10 times because i'm black as fuck like that's right black as midnight son that's me like you know Yep, I know. I guess that is kind of the way Worf is. Uh-huh. What's that lady's name, Dennis? Rachel Dolezal, I yes. think. Uh-huh. And, uh, Worf is the Rachel Dolezal of Klingons. <laughs> he's got I mean, a really... He actually is Klingon, but... But he's... Not. Yeah. And he feels weird about it, so he's got to like push it to the limit to be extra Klingon. Yeah. General Martok is just stroking him this whole episode. Dude, General Martok... I mean, like... I'm going to write a song about you, Wolf. They're bards, dude. That's the best part. Klingons are just yeah. bards. They're going to write rockin' tunes about how awesome you uh-huh. are. That's fucking great. Yes, we're going to write a song about you, Wolf, and how you defeated the whole prison colony. <laughs> oh, I've got this awesome key change in mind. Yeah. Wait till this, you hear it. This fucking guitar solo is going to be so sweet. I wish we could have heard the song, though. Me too. I'm sure some dick out there on the internet has like written all these Klingon like battle hymns and shit about. You this. know who would do a great job with it would be Brendan Small. I really wish. Yes. He would Who's Small. Brendan Small? He's the guy who uh, did uh, Metalocalypse. Okay. And but he's he's like classically trained. I think he went to Oberlin or something like that. Oh. So like he's the no shit musician. Yeah. Uh huh. I think you could really do something with these Klingon operas. Well, we need to start making some Klingon battle hymns. I'm not a music. I'm not a musician by any stretch of the imagination. The battle hymn of the first city of the Klingon homeworld. Yeah, dude. I mean, right? Let's do it. Let's do. Let's write all the battle hymns. I'd help, but I have like zero musical talent whatsoever. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's not my thing. Let's... I haven't picked up my trumpet in thirty-five years. Thirty years. That's it. <laughs> Hey, at least you have a trumpet. Yeah, had. So, I mean, that's still cool, right? I never had a trumpet. So, you're cooler than I am. You're farther along in the process than I am. You owned a trumpet. No, I did not. Yes. I was once a trumpet owner. I was once a trumpet. Are you a trumpet? That's going to be on my tombstone. Yeah. Was once a trumpet owner. Never learned to play trumpet. Or, or forgot how to play trumpet, I guess, works too. Yeah, no, I still know how to play, but hey, I probably don't. I know all the fingerings. That's what she said. Yeah. Is this how you play trumpet like that? Yeah. <laughs> you got to do something with a thumb too. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of... Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I think it's like, like this. Yeah. Like, so you push the the buttons down like that that's, that's why you just get a vibrator it's much easier let that's that c sharp right there jenny <laughs> let the vibrator do all the work like yeah they you usually just, do <laughs> you just get to reap the benefit but a bye-bye but yeah um yeah i don't really know man like this episode's just so good. I, like last week was good, but I think I was rating the episodes together because they're both so good together. Uh-huh. It's just wonderful. Do you think Garrick and Z all hooked up when he got back? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He smashed that. He was. I think he he was probably smashing that beforehand. I don't um, think so. Maybe a I little bit of maybe a little bit of. Ding, 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 ding. I think yeah. He was a, he was a, plane. Maybe a little old fashioned. <laughs> Definitely. You know, that's what I'm guessing. Played a few scales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely yeah, guess there's some. Let me run an arpeggio on you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Let me show you something I learned from Chuck Mangione. <laughs> Guy had wonderful fingerings. Yeah. Play with all the fingerings. I got some Miles Davis for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's pretty great, man. It's pretty yeah. Great. yeah, it's weird. Like, for an episode that doesn't really have, like, a whole lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of shit actually happening you know yeah, like there's you only... don't realize how much is actually happening yeah right because they do a good job breaking it up over two episodes like this could have just been like one gigantic episode and you're like wow that was fucking amazing yeah it's like yeah. so much happened gold ducat switches sides so now the cardassians are fighting the fucking and i mean and gold ducat just comes out and says look i'm gonna take back every piece of the former Cardassian Empire. So all that shit, I'm gonna blow up all the Maquis people, I'm gonna kill all the Klingon folks. And then he even calls fucking Deep Space Lee, he's like, who built your fucking place too, motherfucker? And then when- We built this space station. But the best part was when Cisco hit him with, I thought it was Bajoran slaves. Like, oh shit, Cisco's <laughs> no punches. Like this episode's just great. So yeah, yes. I could definitely see like, just watching it like basically back to back as a long movie. It's- probably better than most star trek movies yeah it's it's really good i love when uh, gold ducat addresses the cardassian people because i love how they have these jumbotrons on the siding of all the buildings yeah. mm-hmm. just for this purpose like do you think they run other content whenever they're not addressing yeah, everything I'm, I'm sure they do like they watch like the world cup matches and shit like was it like in uh in the beginning of futurama futurama when they have like the old uh uh warner brothers cartoons playing yeah exactly <laughs> that's all that stuff they show they show the world cup matches on it um they do the futurama cartoons they probably run like uh commercials on them and shit i just thought it was funny that like they were showing these giant billboards and there'd be two people watching like you know when they do the dvd blu-ray set they'll put in like a bunch of digitally enhanced people there so it looks like he's talking to like a thousand people as opposed to just three if they mm-hmm. ever do that are they even working on I haven't heard anything. They need to. I mean, I've seen some footage that people have done in HD of like the battles and stuff that just look awesome. But like, how long would it take to make your money off of that? Because it's not like people be loving Deep Space Nine the way they love TNG. Right. It's not really like one of the flagship shows of the. It wasn't the flagship show when it was on. It was kind of like the forgotten bastard child. Got a growing appreciation though, I think. But a growing appreciation. But I mean, think about how much money it would cost to sink into like update all that technology and that it probably cost a pretty penny i wonder how much it costs for tng look motherfucker that's what you got google for no (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) one of the other great things about this episode too is that like you know after you watch these two that the show is going to take like a pretty drastic turn. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it's been very, very good. And it's like, I love the, the story arc and it's more serious than a lot of the, the other Star Trek shows, but um, like it, it starts getting real in this one. Shit is going to get cray cray up in here. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the, uh, the Federation and the Klingons and the Romulans yeah, the Romulans just jump into this beef. They're like, yeah, sure. We're here. Yeah. We'll help out. But see, this is, again, they didn't have the money to have an actual Romulan show up on screen. So they're like, oh, they're sending us a message. They want to join the fleet. Yeah, just a ship. Like, just a ship shows up. Yeah. And why no, are the there Rom- was like a dozen or so. There was, there was a few Romulan ships. That why are the Romulan ships so much bigger? They're overcompensating. The- yeah, I mean, they have to. It's like the shoulder pads and the giant ships because they have little dicks. Mm-hmm. It just... Little so- baby carrots down there. So- <laughs> A little Vienna sausages. That's all they need. That's all they need. You now right. just insulted all the Romulans. I'm never going to get to bang one. Nah, you know what, man? I'm sure. I mean, you never know. You probably will. I mean, just ask. Yeah. I mean, if it's true. Like, maybe they'll just want to prove it to me and be like, look, this is how big my dick actually is. We got really big schlongs. What if they have, like, 
huge balls. That's why the ship is so big because it has to fit their huge cocks. Yeah. What if they have huge balls? Like they have really little dicks, but they have really big balls, but their balls are so big. It makes their dick look small. So they're like, no, but if you put my, if you put regular balls (laughs) next to my penis, it'd look huge. Is that why why ACDC wrote that song? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah. They they have big balls. Because who's got the biggest Balls of the ball. Hmm. I've got big balls, and you've got big balls. Big Romulan balls. So are you guys shocked that rich people pay to get their kids into fancy colleges? <laughs> no. Why is this a news story? Like, I'm trying to figure, I've been trying to figure that out for, like, the past day. Like, everybody knows this happens. Rich people bribe their way into just about anything. Right. I mean, if I had money, I'd probably do it too. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> That's, yeah. What's the point of having money if you can't bribe people? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that the you know, right-wing media hasn't already spun this as the deep state going after the, you know, the rich upper class. Mm-hmm. Spark the socialist revolution. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But they really can't, though, because, I mean, the president is probably a, benefic- a benefactor of this. I know for yeah, a fact. The deep, state, the deep state is the secret government. Yeah, but that's not real, Dennis. Are you telling me it is by that look? Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God, Dennis. Are you? Dennis, hang on. Are you a part of the deep state? Not yet. <laughs> oh, man. Gold do Dennis. That's right. It's the balls deep state. I've just made a, a bargain that will keep the government out of here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Lando Calrissian's guy. And Lando Ducat. Yeah, Lando Ducat. But Lando, I mean, Lando. I, want, I, want, I can't wait to see if this deal keeps getting worse all the time. The thing I'll say about Lando is Lando thought small. Like, he just wanted a station. Like, Gold Ducat was like, yeah, make me the fucking king of this planet. So at least he had a grander vision for himself. Like Lando just wanted to keep, you know, the business. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, but still, you might as well shoot the moon, man. If you're giving him Luke Skywalker, you got to come up with something, you know? We don't really know how lucrative the Bespin gas mines were. True, true. Rolling. That's true. I mean, yeah. yeah and when you're dealing with Darth Vader, man. like, you don't want to get greedy. Cause he'll just fuck you up. Well, I, mean, like, I want more. Nah. Nah. Well, I mean, the thing about Vader is, and Lando didn't know this, but I mean, I don't know how Lando didn't know this. It's like, you can't trust Vader. Like, how does Lando know that? Like, how does, like, that was very naive. That's naivete on Lando's part. Like, who who offered the initial terms on the deal? Yeah, like, was Lando like, look, man, uh, they come in here. Help, I'll help you out. Or was it the other way around? Well, no, because the Empire just showed up. Yeah, so Lando had no choice. You are going to help us catch these people. No, I'm not, bitch. But then how does Lando not? All right, we'll negotiate Lando. I don't think that's how it went. Maybe he's just really bad at haggling. Like, he just took the first deal the Vader offered him, and he's like, oh, okay. Sold! (laughs) But that doesn't seem like Lando. Darth Vader and Boba Fett were laughing afterwards, like, oh, he took the first offer. (laughs) He was going to make him king of the world, but fuck him. He just got his stupid space station. (laughs) <laughs> but we can take that away from him too. Watch this. Hey, we're taking your station. I'm gonna change the deal. Watch. <laughs> Look what we did. The princess and the Wookiee must never leave this station. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, motherfucker. Okay, I guess. I mean, if that's the deal. Okay, now they're coming with me. <laughs> All right. Lando's not that dumb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not that dumb. That's why I, he was in a bad know? situation. I you have to put yourself in Lando's boots, his silk boots, mm-hmm. and think about it. You know. Yeah. I wonder if he had like blackmail on him or something. <clears throat> like you know, he had some pictures of Vader? fucking a Wookiee or something like that. <laughs> Darth Vader fucking a Wookiee? No, no, no. Darth Vader had pictures of Lando fucking a Wookiee. Oh well, you know those pictures exist. But the thing is, though, I mean, like, who cares? Especially after seeing Solo. Yeah. I haven't seen Solo yet, so don't jinx it. He fucks a Wookiee in it. 
that's awesome. Well, I heard he's very pansexual in that movie. Like mm-hmm. he's just like down yeah. for whatever. But I mean, like, what's the big deal? It's fucking space. Like, you're of course you're gonna fuck a Wookiee. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, like where where does the line end? Like, you can pretty much fuck anything out there. I mean, because they're all sentient, right? Like, I think Captain Kirk proved that. Like, whatever you got, if it's got a hole in a heartbeat, fuck yeah, let's do uh-huh. it. Yeah. You know, at the very uh-huh. least, in the Star Wars universe, you can you can fuck a Twilight because they're yeah. they're everywhere getting banged. Well, that's what they're there for, though, too. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, yeah, I think like the line would be as far as low as you could go is probably Wookie. Like, excuse me, not Wookie, but an Ewok because they don't really talk. Uh-huh. And like they're it's kind like of fucking like, a teddy bear. Yeah, they're like fair. They're like they're, they're, wild. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. They're probably feral creatures, if you will. Uh-huh. The, bite your dick off yeah like all right well they will because they they're, they're cannibals they proved yeah. that they were gonna eat yep, nub. i'm gonna nub nub your dick off <laughs> that's what they did to the captured stormtroopers oh they fucking nub nub my dick off like oh this isn't so bad wait what is he doing oh my god this is a pain worse than death just kill me stop nub nubbing my dick for the love of God, wicked, just kill me. <laughs> Stop nyub nyubbing my balls. All of the creepy Ewok memes are true. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. You I'm guys glad are we can help. DS9 <laughs> was great. It is. DS9 was pretty fucking amazing this week. I mean, like, uh, yeah, next week's episode is good too, but I mean, these two are just like, yeah, it's, it just changes the whole series. Like, the whole series is just different now. The whole dynamic of the series is completely different. And uh, it's awesome. Like, they give, like, what Martog takes over as, like, the Klingon representative on Deep Space Nine. So you're going to get to see his overacting ass all the time, which is great. He's got the best voice. Fucking love Martog. Uh-huh. So it's really, really good. He totally Apollo created a dwarf in this episode. Yeah. It was great. Throw in the towel. <laughs> Throw in the towel. Throw the towel. <laughs> what did he say to him? Like, honor has been seized this day. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fuck you, man. I, I'm getting honor up. Honor has been satisfied. Yeah, honor, oh, that's right. Honor has been satisfied. The dwarf is like, nah, son. I didn't hear no bell. And then they just kept fucking fighting. <laughs> God, Worf is a badass. As long he's as his posts keep binging, I'm going to keep getting up. Yeah, and Worf is just, like, he's just awesome. Like, he's got broken ribs, and he's all cut up and bloody, and he's like, whatever, dog. You know, it'd be dishonorable not to fight. And he's like, all right, cool. And even the Jim Hadar thinks those uh, those weird-eared guys are bitches, because he even calls them this much. He's like, why does he fight? He's like, because it's honor, something you know nothing I about. I can't this Klingon. Yeah. I can only kill him. Yeah. That is not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. It's like, damn, dude. Then dude's like, shoot him, bow. And then shoot they disappear. Worf's just fighting so hard because he knows he wants to get back and bang Jadzia. Yeah. He's like, I got I to gotta make it through this. Gotta make it through. I gotta get laid. Yeah, but we got it. I'm gonna get. Back. I mean, basically, all that fighting is just foreplay for him, anyway. Yeah, he's gonna get back. Well, that's the first thing he starts doing when he, when he gets home. He starts smooching. He's fighting that last Jimitar guy. And that's why he won because he's like, wait, do you have a heart on? Yeah, that's how he keeps getting up. He's like bouncing off the floor. Yeah. Boing, boing, boing. You gotta touch the pole before you get up. Oh, yeah, I'm touching it. Both of them? (laughs) (sighs) Hmm. Well, that was great. Yeah, it was great. So what do you rate the episode? I'm going to give it a nine. All right. Give it the full nine. What do you say, Dennis? I agree. I agree. So we're all in agreement. It's a nine. Yeah. And I feel justified in my eight for last week. Mm-hmm. 
because it sets up this one and this one just knocks it out the park. Yeah. I mean, these are probably the, my two favorite episodes of Deep Space Nine. They're just so good. Like, they're just that's, so good. That's depressing to hear, though, because we still have two and a half seasons to go. <laughs> well, but this is my favorite episode up until this part, up until this point, because I've seen past this, but I haven't seen every episode after. I've, I've like, like I said, I caught it in bits and pieces, you know, and I made sure that I watched the second one after I saw last week's, because that episode's fucking great. So, yeah, I just, I catch it in bits and pieces. That's much. Yeah, like I was gonna my, ask, like, does it does it keep getting better from here on out? Like, does it stay kind of like this intense the whole way yeah, through I mean, the last few seasons? Dude, it's great. Like, they're like, it's there. I mean, they, you do have like the decompression episodes, which mm-hmm. you need. But I mean, like, yeah, it's it's fucking good. Like, hey guys, what's the singer Vic Damone or whatever hasn't showed yeah, up yet. Yeah, Victor Betsy, I think Vic Damone shows up in season seven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's even good too. They do a really like kind of poignant and fun episode i guess it's not fun but to do a very like poignant and touching episode about like ptsd with him that's really Hmm. it's really well done is that the one with the nog yeah okay it's called like it's called like like forever the moonlight or some weird shit like that or like the paper moon or some weird shit but yeah, it's it's really you ever really. Dance with the devil by the pale moonlight. Something yeah, and he's like, I always ask that of all my prayers, just like the sound of it. And then he shoots Nog in the fucking face, and it's over. And then they have God, to go into the spoilers, bro. Then they have to go into the holodeck, and like fucking Batman shows up, and he drops him in like a vat of chemicals. Everybody, everybody bat dances. Yeah, and then like Robert, what's his name? Oh, uh, the actor. Robert Wool. No, the old no Robert Wool and the other guy, the old guy who was in uh, in uh, Curly's Gold. He was Curly in City Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack, Jack Palance. Palance. Jack Palance shows up. He's like, Victor Moan, you are my number one guy. And then he kills him for his lady, and then it's all weird, man. It's fucking shit just jumps off. You're my number one guy. Well, sounds really familiar, and I can't put my finger on it. I forgot Jack Palance was in that movie. He's great in that movie. Yeah. He's yeah. so weird. <laughs> I gotta watch that. What Batman? I can't wait to show my kids Batman '89. It's so good. That's it's definitely the best one. Like that's one. That's a yeah. movie that I'll put on like while I'm cooking or cleaning or something, and just have it on in the background. Yeah. Because I can just pick like different parts out, and I've seen it so many times that I don't have to necessarily watch the entire thing. I'd say like, it's my second favorite Batman movie. Ooh. What's your first? Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight is pretty perfect. Yeah, I like it better than I like Batman Begins and Dark Knight uh, Rises or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Batman Begins is really good. Yeah. Um, I like Dark Knight Rises is pretty good too. I haven't seen it. Oh really? Yeah, I just kind of didn't care. Like it was like it was like the Dark Knight is so wonderful that like it's not going to get better than that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it, it kind of. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and that's kind of like why I'm like, eh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's what happened to me too. Like, I never saw the third one in the series because I was like, the other, the other ones were good. Yeah, I'm satisfied with this. <laughs> and the, the bad thing was seeing that one in the theaters. You couldn't really, or I couldn't really understand Bane very much. <laughs> like, <I can> <laughs> his voice, and he was talking <sighs> accent and everything. Uh. Yeah. So you couldn't understand half the dialogue. We said. Yeah. So if you can't understand your villain, then your movie is flawed. Like I don't know much about filmmaking. But it seems important. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get subtitles or something? Oh, the darkness. I was born, Troy. <laughs> but I love, I mean, I fucking love, but yeah, Batman 89 is just so good. It's, because without Batman 89, you never, you would never have um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the animated series. Because they, I mean, they steal the look perfectly. I mean, like the whole like, weird gothy look of gotham like i fucking love that mm-hmm. like the whole layout of it like all the architecture and stuff it's so wonderful mm-hmm. i think i'm just a fan of jack nicholson yeah and that joker is to me like just the perfect the perfect joker because he's yeah. sadistic and he's psychotic and but he likes to have fun yeah. and he likes yeah. going to museums love that nice. joker <laughs> yes. yes love that joker love that joker <laughs> Best. This town needs an enema. Like I love when he when he's gonna shoot down the Batwing and he pulls out the giant gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. I I might have to go watch that right now. Like it's just such a wonderful film. Yeah. And Michael Keaton's great as Batman. Mm-hmm. 
He's great. He's a great Bruce Wayne. He's good as Batman. Like, it's good. Yeah, like it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like perfect or anything because that was back when they had the weird, uh, weird outfit. Like, where you, you know, he was like a Cardassian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't like move, move his neck. But well, yeah. even in Dark Knight, he really can't. I guess they make that joke in Batman Begins, right? That he needs to be able to turn his head. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's right. We burned down the forest. <laughs> Best part of that movie. <laughs> I might just watch. Please swallow before you talk. I might just watch that scene. <laughs> we burned down the forest. His accent is so ridiculous in that movie. Yes. Master Wayne. Just turn the English up to 11. <laughs> yeah. Now, Gotham, the TV show is super bad, especially compared to The Dark Knight. But mm-hmm. Sean Pertwee, I think, is a better Alfred. See, I wanted to watch it basically just because of him. Yeah, he's great. But I couldn't get into it. Like, And everybody was going on about how good the Joker is. And I watched like this one scene of it, and I was like, it's not doing anything for me. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. Like, Isn't in Batman versus Superman, isn't Timothy Dalton the butler? Isn't he Alfred? Who's the Alfred in that movie? No, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I imagine he's yeah. probably really good. Yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, part he of me thinks like, like a butler. Like he yeah. seems like is more his partner. Well, neither yeah. does Michael Caine. I mean, come on. I mean, he's like yeah, a nine-year-old I mean, Cockney like dude that boomed down the forest. <laughs> yeah, the Jeremy Irons Alfred is kind of like he's almost a little bit too knowledgeable. Like he's like. Doing a lot of like the intel and that kind of stuff for him. Yeah, he's about to suit up himself. Yeah, but at points though in the comic, that's the way they treat Alfred too. Like he could basically go out there because, like, at some points in the comic, they treat Alfred like he's been kind of reconned as like almost like British intelligence or some weird shit. Like, you know what's funny is Alfred, Alfred and Aunt May have kind of gone through the same evolution. Yeah, getting more young as every movie comes out. Yeah. I will say, though, like in, in defense of both of them for the casting, it's just because people are looking better, younger or older now, you know, like so even though Aunt May is probably like the same age as the original Aunt May. No, she's not. Aunt May, no. Aunt May in the comic book is old as fuck. Yeah, I know, is. but that's she's how people lived me. back in the day. People like would, would look hard. like that. They were like 55 <laughs> and they had gray hair and wrinkles because they drink jack daniels and smoke a pack a day but even, even if you look at like the amazing spider-man with uh sally field sally field's in her 70s and they basically dialed that back 20 years dude i got the bo- i got the 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 book right here like even in like the first issues like aunt may looked like she was like 80 years old yeah like they made no bones she was an old old hag of a woman and now she's like, Damn. She I mean, like a crib keeper. Yeah, dude. Like, and now she's like this super foxy gal. It's really. Yeah. Now I may make a ding ding move. Like, and how has Tony not crushed that? Like, that's my thing. He's trying. I, I think they're going to have Happy and her like. Happy? No, dude. Come on. No, that's Tony's. Tony's going to smash Have that. you seen the trailer for. Dennis, I don't really oh, yeah, you don't watch you, man. I don't watch trailers. Like yeah. I just I feel like a lot of the times the movies just come out for the trailers and people get hyped on the trailer and then nobody really gives a fuck about the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like And I feel like it ruins the movie a lot of times. Like yeah. you see the trailer and it just they kind of give away too much or it I don't know, it just it changes your expectation of what the movie's gonna be. Yep, I, I just, just like to like, go in fresh. I just feel, feel like people just make trailers. Like there are companies, there are production companies that only make trailers. Yeah, let's let's just make a dope trailer to see if people dig it. Yeah, that's why a lot of times they use the same music, and it's the same kind of like cuts, you know, into uh-huh. action and stuff like that. And they always they just have a template. Uh, yeah, there's a snippy line, and then snippy line. Oh my god. Snippy line. I'm trying to find a picture of old ass Aunt May, but I can't find her. There He's she is. He's too right old. There. Look at this old bitch, Jenny. You can't see the picture. That's the first appearance of Aunt May. I, I mean, I believe you. I, look I at her. She looks like Alfred Hitchcock or some shit. Like that bitch is old as fuck. Like, look What's at wrong her, Jenny. With her cheeks. 
Yeah, look at like her. That is death. She's been touched by death. Is that Uncle Ben next to her? Yeah, that's Uncle Ben next to him. That's right before he dies. But they're old as shit, dude. He probably like, didn't even get shot in the original. You can't even boy. tell them the difference right there. Look, they look like the same fucking old person. Look at him. I believe you. They I believe you. I'm just saying that like back, back in the day. Him and died. Yeah, just boo. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, people were like dying at age 70. So like there was a different scale, you know? But it's just too, I mean, she's just too fucking foxy that Marissa Don't complain. I'm not. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen the movie. I mean, I saw like three-fourths of the film and I was happy with the movie because I thought it was cool because Michael Keaton gave someone else their comeuppance because he was totally dominated in Batman. And then in Spider-Man, I felt like Michael Keaton just totally dominated Spider-Man. Because like mm-hmm. that movie to me is only interesting when Michael Keaton's in it. And other than that, I'm like, it's Spider-Man. And then Michael Keaton shows you like, damn, this guy is fucking nuts. Because <laughs> like Michael Keaton plays crazy good as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of true. Like I hope we see more of the Vulture because he was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like that scene in the car on the way to prom where he's like, get out of the car. And he's just talking to Peter. Oh, and that's God. like, holy shit, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> it, it was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah. So it was nice. But whatevs. Whatevs. All right, so we all said nines. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ben would probably give it a nine, too. Is, yeah, it, is that going out in the limb? Yeah, no. I think everyone would agree. If you watch this episode and don't like it, then don't even bother watching Deep Space Nine. Like, just, yeah. you know what? Just turn it off and watch Voyager. Just do yourself, because you're a fucking dick licker, and you, like, go watch the Orville, and you that's your kind of shit right there. And then yeah. smack yourself in the face. Yeah, and fucking, yeah, you suck. If you don't like this episode, you're, you like fucking sissy trick. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, they, they just cart around dignitaries, and people get, like, fucking invaded by brain people and shit yeah <laughs> stay subscribed to our podcast but don't listen anymore yeah don't listen just download the episodes to boost our numbers but we don't like you exactly we're your fucking humdrum crew you're a bunch of dicks <laughs> bunch of jerks just go watch the orville listen to an orville podcast and they can talk about how great that show is i haven't seen anybody mention having an orville podcast that's because that show sucks. And, and and I think, too, it's because there's no nostalgia there yet. Like, you got to wait a little while. But I guess, who knows? I'm sure there's more. I'm sure it exists. Yeah. The podcast know. is, like, out there for everything. I'm not fucking listening to it. You know why? Because that show looks like it's hot garbage. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane can suck my balls. <laughs> you can tell him I said so because I know you're listening, Seth MacFarlane. I know you're listening. We got no ideas for you this week. Yeah, I got nothing. We Actually, we did kind of give you some cool shit, I guess. <laughs> even ass Seth MacFarlane you a punk bitch <laughs> that's right I said it it's true Watch. there's gonna be an episode of the Orville where they have a Wrestlemania <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you know what though they might they did have in Voyager they, they, they had one in Voyager and he would just go well they did it on Voyager so I'm gonna do it on my show because it's just like a big old monster to do drink Come up with your own ideas, you dickhole. Just because you say prostitute in a Star Trek episode doesn't make you cool. You gotta come up with more than that shit. God, I just want to punch the guy in the face. I fucking hate Seth MacFarlane. Hack. <clears throat> All right. Well, everybody go to bed. Or actually, you have podcasts. I got shit to do. I got more podcasts. All right, we'll, we'll get out of here, Jenny. We'll talk to you later. Dennis, Bye. it was a pleasure. Talk to you guys next week. I don't understand.